Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Hello and welcome to episode 236 of Slam Fire Radio. This is December 15th, 2017. I'm one of your hosts, Adriel Michaud. And I'm Kelly Lynn, and yeah, I'm on earbuds and a mic. It is horrible. Sorry about that. My... But, but you made it, and yeah. other people didn't because <laughs> they had man colds or, you know. That would be Brian. Mm-hmm, Let's mm-hmm. be real. Yeah. Yeah, he's dying. He has a cold. And he just yes. doesn't like the listeners either. No. No. And Trevor, well, he, well, Trevor's going on a trip to the fort, you know, the whole annual thing. Pilgrimage. He's Pilgr- going on pilgrimage. A, reli- a religious pilgrimage, and uh, he'll be uh, out of communication because they don't allow electronics there. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, why don't we uh, why don't we get into the uh, uh, what we did in guns this week? Uh, what we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. Uh, this week they're having a sale on the Trigicon RMR. Uh, this is the uh, Type One optics. You can save between two hundred and twenty dollars and one hundred and fifty dollars off. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, I'm. But if you in stock and ready to go, so. I, I want to get one of those low-profile, like, small red dots just to have one. Uh, I've got a spark, but it's kind of bulky. And I was thinking of, you know, just something that would be handy to throw on a gun uh, to, to take it out to the range and, and shoot a bit. So, I don't know. I was looking at the Razor and the Trigicon. Now that that one's there, hmm, I'm thinking about it. You, should, you know what? With all the guns that you've been buying at a really good price and you're going to sell them all at profit, you should buy one. Hmm. Maybe after I get out of these guns. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're going to tell us about all the guns that you bought, which uh, were a really good deal. I should probably just start with that. Right? So Why don't you do that? This, this note in the show notes here is, is literally what I wrote um, when, I, when I was just thinking about it uh, the other day. So a couple days ago, I, I had written down here, yeah, you know, I, I bought some more uh, 223. I got uh, uh, 2,000 rounds of it. Maybe I'll buy something else on, on my trip to Wholesale Sports tonight. And that hey. was... Two nights ago. <laughs> so I went there once. I'm going back again. Yeah. yeah. I went there once Sorry. and then I went back again. And yeah. uh, the first time, I, I can't even remember. I'll just list out what I've got. Um, yep. So they had this, they had everything at 40% off. Now, most of your guns, when they go from new to used, uh, they lose about 15% of their value. So a $100 gun would be uh, $85 on the, on the used market if it was in really great condition. Uh, they had guns at 40% off at Wholesale Sports. Uh, that, now, that's 40% off retail. On a sale, you might be able to get a little bit lower. But uh, they had them 40% off retail. And Savage and Browning both have uh, rebates okay. right now. Yeah, yeah. The, the Savages have their center fires on for $100 off and their rim fires for $50 off, both of those in U.S. dollars. And Browning had their center fire rifles for $75 off. Uh, so I bought all of those. 
I got a Savage Axis 2 in 308 and another one in 30 odd 6, a, a Woody in 30 odd 6. And I got one of their Axis 1s in 308. Now, that Axis 1 was 269. Yeah. Now you got the hundred dollar rebates, right? A hundred dollar US rebate. <laughs> so let's let's throw the tax out and 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 call it a uh, hundred dollars off Canadian. That's uh, a hunting rifle in three hundred eight for one hundred sixty nine dollars. Uh, you can't get a Mosin Nagant for the. <laughs> you can't buy another centerfire rifle out there for that price. It's not possible. And you're getting something that uh, is a a better hunting pro uh, platform, I guess, than you know a lot of those other inexpensive options out there. So, um, yeah, I, I, I bought some Axi. Is Axi the, the multiple of Axis? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the Why Axis. Not? Okay, so anyways, I got a bunch of those. I, I The first night, I got a Browning AB3 in uh, in 7mm Rem Mag. Uh, but then the second night I was there, and I saw I saw the same one in 30-odd-6. And I was like, oh, I've got 30-odd-6. So if I buy the one in 30-odd-6... I can review that one, and then I can just leave the 7mm unfired. Uh, so I bought a .30-06 uh, right. as well, as you do. Uh, yeah, why not? They had a Remington <laughs> 597 for 167 167 something like that. So I bought one of those. Does that uh, come with the, disc, uh, the rebate as well? Uh, no, no, re- no rebate on the Remingtons. They had, uh, their rebate was in Black Friday, but this one was better. Okay. Uh, and then the, I, I got a Savage 93 in 22 Win Mag, or 22 uh, uh, Rimfire uh, Magnum. So it's uh, uh, one of their Model 93s. They're really accurate. I've got a Model 93 in 17 HMR. Um, really great little guns. I can't remember what I paid for it. One something. <laughs> not a lot. Not a lot. That was the thing. Like, uh, you know, a lot of guys there were, were treating it like, hmm, I don't know. Should I get one in 308? Should I get one in 30 out 6? What's, how's the bolt feel on this? And then I got up to the <laughs> desk. I was like, I'll have one of those and one of those and one of those and one of those. <laughs> Do you want to, like, uh, try the bolt or put it up to your shoulder? No. <laughs> no, that's a waste of time. Just box them up let's go <laughs> yeah the lineup was it was pretty long there they were selling uh uh the, the first night that it was 40 percent off they sold 200 guns and the second night or sorry 300 and then the second night they sold uh, uh well over 200 so they're they're clearing out pretty quick there's still some stuff available there um by the time you listeners hear this man you, you it's going to be slim pickings there but uh they're they're on for pretty good anyways I'm. Uh, I don't really consider this as like a gun purchase. I think this is more of like an investment where I'll I'll buy these, I'll review them, and then um, some of them I'm not, I'm not even going to touch. I'm just going to you know maybe take the oil off them and, and turn around and sell them. Maybe sit on them for a few months. There's probably going to be a lot on uh, on CGN. Man, it, wholesale should have sold these online. These would have all sold out online, no problem. Um, but I think just the fact that you had to go down to the store and buy in location. Um, yeah meant that they, they had to take more time. I think they would have sold these out online a lot faster. Um, I wrote an article on 22 Winchester Magnum Rimfire versus 17 HMR versus 223. And I took a bunch of pictures of all those guns I listed above and post them all on huntinggearguy.com or the Facebook page or whatever. Um, and now I have a whole bunch of writing and video to do. <laughs> <laughs> work project yeah well i I've re- yeah. i reviewed this the axis one like oh man 10 years ago 
so it would be nice to update that one with some up-to-date photography, um, maybe write a little bit more, uh, and then to do the Axis too, because it's been out for a while as well, and the trigger on it is uh, is a lot better. It's got the Accu trigger instead of just the regular one. Uh, so yeah, I think I'll I'll have to do some writing <laughs> coming up here. I've got a big, oh. uh, I've I've got a a range trip set up for this Sunday, and I've got the guns kind of written out on a, a sticky note here, and uh, it's a lot. I don't I don't even think I have enough cases to uh, to bring them all out. Definitely enough. not enough scopes. I'm gonna have to like swap scopes in in between guns. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so how much, you, how much did you get the Savage Axis Two for? You told us for the. Uh, was it three fifty? With and that's the XP. That's with the one that comes with the crappy scope on top. Wow. No wait, no that one came with a Weaver Caspo, which is still like a bargain scope. That's not really that fantastic, but it's not like a total piece of garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Three fifty plus the hundred dollars off. Two fifty. Two fifty for an Axis Two. Yeah. 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 I already sold two guns. <laughs> <laughs> Just from talking to some, to some guys, they're like, "Did you get one at three hundred eight? Oh, I want one of those." It's like, "Oh well, let me tell you, I know where you can get one." <laughs> <laughs> Just a hundred dollars more than I bet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll make it reasonable, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yep. Do you have enough room in your safe right now? No, I've got them in. I I've, I had to trigger lock them, and uh, I so I trigger lock them. I put them in my uh, in my office, and I, I lock the. I have a, a lock on the door as well, so uh, it's still kind of double locked up. And uh, yeah, no, the 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 safe is not going to fit all this stuff. <laughs> I was wondering about that when you brought you're showing us everything you bought, and I'm going, eh, I wonder if he has enough room. But, I yeah. need to buy another safe. That's it. Buy another safe. <laughs> Yeah, or else, uh, or put them at my at my buddy's place, or put them at my mom and dad's place, or something. Does wholesale uh, sports have uh, safes on sale? Yeah, but the prices weren't that good, and they're mostly oh. they're like so. I've got a, a one of these Costco safes. It's it was uh, three fifty, I think, and it's pretty decent. It's a proper safe. It's not like the uh, that that sheet metal stuff that uh, a lot of the stack ons are made of. Yep. Um, I would probably want another one of those because this sounds silly, but just buying those two, I think I get more space than if I were to just spend $600 on a safe. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I could, I don't know, then you could have like levels of guns, right? Like safe one, safe two. One of them has like competition guns. The other one's more like storage. Right. So you're going to have the really nice guns and the really nice safe and the not so nice guns. Oh, yeah. Like long-term storage guns and short-term storage guns. And you have guns. the really crappy ones that do box. <laughs> and they just they just sit on the floor. <laughs> no, I'll have to uh, I'll have to start selling some stuff here. <laughs> but oh. uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, what what were you up to this last week here? This last weekend, I spent at SFRC. Spent the whole day there. Uh, we had a guy girl uh, calendar signing, so that was amazing. We had some girls come from as far away as Oakville. I think they were from, so Angela came from Oakville. Uh, but we had, yeah, uh, three ladies, four ladies that came to do the signing. We also had Tracy Wilson come down as well, and she brought some field officers with her and all kinds of swag to give away. So I wanted to say thank you to all the ladies who came uh, and spent a few hours with us. I also wanted to say thank you for to Tracy and uh everybody that came with her so that would be Colin and and Greg and Summer as well 
And then to everybody who came out and bought a calendar, I wanted to say thank you for your support because of you guys, there's going to be enough money to have, if not one, uh, maybe two, or sorry, if not two, then definitely one, uh, ladies' events in this area. So that's going to be great. Um, what else? SFRC, Ryan and Marcy, thank you very much for hosting us. They offered a 15% in-store discount uh, to anyone who bought a calendar, so that was amazing. So they also had some great sales as well. Uh, uh, what happened was um, we also got to go on some APC rides. It was amazing. Uh, Ryan got that out, his APC. He has all kinds of different He started taking Bought some stocking stuffers uh, at SFRC as well, and uh, that was everything. I wonder if I could use a, a, a rifle as a stocking stuffer. <laughs> I think you can. <laughs> Depends on the person. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit much even even just <laughs> for Christmas. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think I think that you can. Yeah. Depends who. Well, it was a BB gun, the Red River, but still. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a brother who needs who needs a hunting rifle and always uses like just total garbage for, for like anything he can get his hands on for hunting just as well, borrowed guns kind of thing maybe i, I know could... somebody who just bought a savage axis one at a really really cheap price hmm <laughs> yes yes all right i know such a person too <laughs> let's move on to events all right uh as far as new events um just one i wanted to mention i've got uh most of the clubs that uh, that i know of that do three gun have get have uh uh, posted their dates. So I've taken all those dates and thrown them on 3gun.ca. So that'll be the Lakeland 3gun, Chaz 3gun, Mighty Peace 3gun, Northwest 3gun, and PFI Canada uh, Vancouver Island. Uh, so those are all on 3gun.ca. I might add CQB to that calendar as well, just because I think there's some uh, uh, carryover from, from people who shoot 3gun and people who shoot, who shoot uh, CQB. So I might add those matches uh, to the calendar as well. Make it more of like a multi-gun thing, right? Wow. <laughs> Two or more guns. <laughs> Two or more guns.ca, is that taken? Probably not. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, the Got Your Six charity shoot, uh, that one has been announced. It'll be at uh, CHAZ, uh, the Canadian Historical Arms Society uh, shooting range, and it'll be July 21st to 22nd. Uh, more details will be available on their website once they've got it updated. This is just a, a Facebook post that I noticed just recently here. That's at your home range. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's because they've got uh, those ranges out to 800 now. So they really want to use them. They really want to, uh, uh, you know, do more uh, shooting events and that kind of thing out there. So Perfect. Yeah, get the long range guys out. That's kind of interesting. I'm, uh, yeah. After having... Uh, uh, Ryan on and talking to him a little bit about that. Um, I'm real interested in uh, in doing some more precision shooting. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so in between these uh, these different news items here, this first one is uh, is from Global News, and it's on uh, gun ba- uh, lawful gun owners pay the price for gang violence and public ignorance. Did you read this one? No. So this was a. Uh, it, it was an opinion piece. Um, there was a. Um, there's been a couple of different articles that have been out. We talked about the uh, the one where people were saying, "Hey, you know, I wish that all guns were banned in cities," kind of a right. thing. Uh, this one was more on uh, rural-urban divide and uh, some things about um, 
how many people uh, in Toronto own guns and that kind of thing. Um, it was it, it's a it, it was a great counterpoint, and to see it on global news was uh, was really interesting. Again, it was an opinion piece, but uh, uh, it's good to uh, uh, good to see them uh, as well. Um, beyond that, uh, there's been a couple of other uh, news items. The first one, um, Mill Arm, which is a, a gun store here in Edmonton. Actually, I, I, I bought a couple things off them for uh, Black Friday there. Uh, they're closing down. Uh, if I could just read their statement here, it says, Yes, I've been force, forced to close down the shop. There are some pending legal matters going on at this time. I will have a formal press release sent out in the near future. Rest assured, if you have current business with the shop, I'll do everything I can to get you looked after. If you have any further questions or concerns, please forward to them too, and then put his email address in there. So it uh, looks like uh, Mill Arms closing down shop. looks like, you know, there's there's been a, a softened demand for firearms uh, this whole year. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, I think I'm starting to see a couple of uh, uh, these shops, um, you know, feeling the pressure and just not being able to, to stay on, right? Yeah, we were seeing a lot of it down in the U.S., and I think it might be starting to affect Canada as well. We know the prices are a little bit lower than uh, they usually have been. So. Yeah, we've bet. Well, we've we've talked about on the show just the softening of pricing, and then the other thing that's happening is uh, uh, buying online is is definitely starting to become a, a big part of this business, and a lot of these smaller shops um, can't afford to pay the money, the the big bucks for for like a really nice e-commerce website that works really well. And then, you know, having someone on who can handle that uh, full-time and understands that kind of business. So um, that means that the shops who do have it figured out will uh, uh, stand to benefit. And the ones who don't, you know, just start seeing their sales starting to dry up, right? There yeah. hasn't been a follow-up. This was from a couple of days ago, the Facebook uh, page post. You haven't heard anything? No. He would be sending out another formal press release. No, I haven't. I haven't seen anything at all. Um, I've just, uh, I've just heard, you know, the the, the one uh, comment there on Facebook. Uh, so, yeah, another another gun shop going uh, going out of business. Yeah, yeah. On the on the positive note, I guess for wholesale, most of their stuff sold. <laughs> it's uh, you know the store is about half the size now because uh, <laughs> everything's. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm doing my part to help out, but. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, they're, they're, they're definitely having better luck selling up, but I mean, you know, that's the, you know, that's, the, that's, I guess a lot of people just looking for bargains though, not necessarily like the marketing or anything like that. So yep. they're in there looking for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, new gun stuff. D- any of these that you want to pick off? Well, the first one I had a chance to look at, so okay. it is a pretty good deal actually, when you think about it, um, it's the Beretta 92S pistol, a 9mm with 1,000 rounds of 9mm 124-grain CCI Blazer brass ammo combo with free shipping. So th- it's $695. Oh, that wow. Pays- so yeah. six, 695 gets you a Beretta 92S and 1,000 rounds of 9mm. Right. And wow. you, even if you don't really like Beretta, it's a really good deal. Yeah. Well, let's see. A thousand rounds. That should be right around like on a good price. That should be two fifty. You right. said it was six hundred or six fifty. Six ninety five. Six ninety five. So basically, you're getting that pistol for three four hundred bucks somewhere around there. Pretty good. That's that's a, a used pistol, right? I don't know if it's just the one or not. Very good yep. condition. Yeah. So Very it's uh, yeah, it is used. Yeah. Does it have the? Oh, it's got that weird mag release at the. <laughs> At the bottom there. 
know. Uh, but yeah. it's still a Beretta. It still a Beretta, and it comes with a thousand rounds. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's like your kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. I like those. <laughs> I like those kind <laughs> of deals. Um, I'll take this uh, this next one here. It's it's kind of interesting. So I run guns is bringing in CMP Springfield M1 uh, Garands. They've got these uh, uh, Garands coming in the country for twelve ninety nine US. Um, very interesting. Very interesting. So I don't know how they're getting CMPs though, because like this is a way back. Uh, man, okay, American listeners, uh, way back. The way I understood this was. Um, you to buy a CMP Garand, you had to do a shooting match or something, or buy it straight from CMP. So it's a little bit odd that they're like we're getting them in Canada here. Yeah, I'm not complaining, but CMP you have to if you're down in the U.S. you have to be part of an organization. Like for example, if you've taken part in Project Maple Seed or sorry Apple Seed, mm-hmm. correct. If you've taken part in an apple seed, that is, um, they have a list of organizations that will classify that you can buy these from, so apple seed. Hmm. Um, so you can go and purchase, you can go and purchase rifles uh, with them. But if you, like for example, when we were down in the U.S., we couldn't purchase anything with them because we were, one, not U.S. citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, they wouldn't ship anything up to here, even if we did take part in uh, Apple Seed. So, yeah. it's a little odd. Hmm. So. Oh, wait, you know what? Lower down, they've got a post. Sorry, we're sold out. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> set. Surprise! <laughs> well, twelve ninety nine for for a CMP Springfield, even U.S. dollars, is pretty good, so... Yeah. Huh. All right. Uh, all right, this next one, and I, I can't remember which... Um, which pistol Matthew had? It was if it was the Beretta seventy one or if it was a Neos or something like that. Uh, but S and J, they've got this service now. So if you've got a Beretta seventy one, um, they'll take your one hundred fifty millimeter barrel, machine it down to one hundred seven, reinstall the front sight post, and uh, and give it a, a target style crown for one twenty. Uh, so pretty good pricing for. Uh, uh, you know, uh, pulling the the barrel size down to uh, minimum Canadian specs, and uh, you know, making it not so long. Kind of interesting. They, they got a couple of different finishes as well. So cold blue would be at one nineteen ninety nine, and then the the Cerakote uh, black finish would be one twenty nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So Matthew, if you're listening, which we know you're not, <laughs> you can have it done. There you go. Uh, let's. I'm just going to skip a couple ahead here. Uh, the Tavor. Okay. X95s uh, in nine millimeter and in two two three, uh, they're starting to uh, starting to, to drop in price. Uh, the one that I saw was the nine millimeter version going for twenty one ninety nine uh, with one free magazine. Uh, kind of neat. I mean, if you're if you're looking at doing something in nine millimeter, it's a, it's a neat rifle to shoot. Uh, downside being, it doesn't take a pistol mag; it takes its own double stack mag, so uh, you, you can only run five rounds. Right. Yeah. Uh, but they're also uh, we're also starting to see the 223 version uh, for a little bit more inexpensive as well. Uh, Frontier Firearms has the uh, oh wait that's not the X95 that's the Tavor Tar oh. 21 uh, yeah yeah Tar 21 for uh, uh, 2199 right uh, 500 bucks off yeah yeah that's okay. decent. Do you think uh, that's, or do you think it's actually just something they're they're basically doing like Christmas? Say again, sorry. 
Do you think that's permanent, or do you think they're just doing like Christmas sales? Uh, Frontier seem to be doing Christmas sales. It seems like they've got a, a whole bunch of uh, pistols and rifles on for like for for pretty cheap. So they're they seem like they're clearing out. Um, this next one here is is clearing out as well. Uh, Tenda's got some uh, American Eagle two two three on sale. Uh, this stuff's four twenty nine per thousand, and there's a rebuy on that one too. So I think you can get fifty bucks off US for that one. Yeah. Well, so that's almost like half the price. Pretty cheap. It's pretty cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Thousand rounds. Yeah, thousand rounds for basically thirty six cents a round pre tax with that rebate. So pretty hmm. good. Um, we start. We're starting to see the VZ fifty uh, eights coming back into country. The seven sixty by thirty nine ones. I saw some at Frontier Firearms. Uh, yep. Canada Ammo has some, uh, and these are uh, uh, pretty inexpensive. We're starting to see some more competition in this category of rifles. Uh, the uh, CSA VZ58 Sporter Carbine 18.6 inch uh, that uh, Canada Ammo has. They're 12, no, 1,299. Uh, and they come with uh, synthetic and wood stocks, which is kind of neat. Uh, did you hit that other link, the Frontier Firearms one? Yeah, I did. So it's $1,300. $1,400. And was it the exact same specs as this other one? Yep. Ah, okay. So you got your choice of getting it from Canada Ammo or front Frontier Firearms. That's good. pretty good. So I mean, we, we've got the uh, we've got the Norinco Type eighty ones. We've got these in here. These are really nice, and they're they're quite compact. It's kind of interesting that we're we're getting that the uh, two sets of furniture on it, and it comes with an SHM muzzle brake. So it's just kind of like a big one port style uh, brake on there. And the next thing is that Adriel researched this for you. So if you are going to get one of those, you can also go to Canada Ammo because they have Dominion 7.2x39, uh, 123 uh, grain full metal jackets. A case of 1,000 rounds for three hundred forty nine ninety nine. And it's non-corrosive. This stuff's non-corrosive. That's the, that's the real key thing. Um, I, especially in the, in the VZ-58, you could shoot corrosive and then just do a good job of cleaning it. Yep. Um, but you could also buy non-corrosive, and then you don't have to worry have as to worry much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like I've got both um, in the in my plain stock SKS. I'll run corrosive, but in anything else, I would really rather not because they're just more difficult to clean. Right as you add on, like if you've got a rifle with a scope mount on it or a little bit more complicated pull, like a takedown design, uh, it just gets to be more things you have to do. Um, so I'd, I'd really rather run uh, non-corrosive. Interestingly enough, this stuff is pulled down. So they've, they've actually like disassembled <laughs> this, these ammo, this, this uh, ammo and then reassembled with um, uh, new components and not new non-corrosive primers. Uh, so they've actually been kind of like remanufactured so that they are non-corrosive, which is interesting. A lot of work. A lot of work, but they're able to resell them for a higher value because the people would rather run non-corrosive than corrosive ammo, right? Yeah, well, what we've learned from this is people are lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah, well, if I had, if I was shooting it in, uh, oh, I don't know, there's a CZ bolt-action rifle, I would rather shoot (laughs) non-corrosive ammo, even if I'm going to do a really good job of cleaning. I would just really rather run non-corrosive than run the risk of uh, of starting to rust up whatever I've got going there. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah, I apologize. I know people aren't lazy. 
Yeah, they are. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I am. <laughs> I had a choice. To, yeah, I'd rather not clean my rifles. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Right. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we go on to the main topic? And welcome back to the show, Tracy Wilson from the CCFR. How's it going, Tracy? Hey guys, great. Thanks for having me on today. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, what's the uh, what's this news that we're hearing about with uh, Wild TV? What's uh, what's going on? Okay, so this has been uh, this has been a bun in the oven for quite a while now. But we, uh, you know, in in the interest of kind of protecting the, you know, the integrity of having this first out the post, we we kind of kept it secret for a while. But it's something we've been working on all summer. Um, we had sort of got involved with the gang over at Wild TV um, back around the time of the AGM. So back in June when we were out west in Calgary for the AGM, we had a little secret board meeting on the side with Jeff Coyle from Canada Hunts. So we had already sort of entered into the advertising agreement to have some CCFR advertising on the shows that are part of the, you know, under the Canada Hunts umbrella. And you know, he sort of pitched this other idea that was like, you know, even bigger. And that was the idea for the show. And at first, you know, it just seemed so impossible. It seemed so, you know, such a, and, you know, big monstrosity to climb onto that we thought, man, I don't, I don't know if we can do it. You know, funds are tight. You know, we're always trying our best to fundraise. But the more we talked about it, and the more we hashed this idea around in our mind and thought, how can we, turn this into, you know, a great advocacy project, but also like a real piece of entertainment for for the gun community, right? I mean, we've all watched, you know, there's tons of hunting shows, tons of fishing shows. There's all kinds of stuff about that. And, you know, that that's great for, for that segment. But really, as far as Canadian content goes, there wasn't anything out there um, purely Canadian um, that concentrated on the shooting sports. And there's so many disciplines. So... The more we threw it around back and forth, we just thought, you know what, We've, we're going to find a way to do this. We're going to find a way to fund it. And and that's what we're doing. So, you know, we're, we're not all the way there as far as, um, you know, finance goes, but the deals are signed. We're pretty confident in what we'll be able to do. And there are some advertising opportunities um, that we'll be approaching um, some people with. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> I've got a few people that have reached out already. Um, our uh, good friend, uh, Rob Furlong, mm-hmm. saying it right? Yeah, Rob yep. Furlong reached out. Um, he's a Canadian long-distance shooter, right? And, you know, really well-known in the sport, uh, done lots of stuff. So we've, we've had a lot of people actually reach out and say, you know, hey, maybe uh, we could work on this. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean you know, within the States, they've, they've got a couple of different shooting shows down there. Um, being a three-gunner, uh, Hot Shots uh, comes to mind. And, or Hot Shot, Top Shot. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what and, you mean. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, they've got some really good shows, and I, I, I'm super interested to see a Canadian one because a lot of our shooting competitions have uh, different restrictions, right? We've got different restrictions up here, and it makes the sport quite different for some of the different uh, sports, like in three gun. You know, we don't have 45 round uh, mags or 60 round mags or anything. So, oh yeah, yeah. So it'd be well, very. Fact, um, we'd be we'd be more challenging, right? Like, yeah, we're, we're good at changing mags. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. That doesn't slow us down too much. Yeah. Like that's sort of the idea. I think I've, I watched another show, America shoots, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's sort of, it's sort of these big productions and it's like high action, 
total entertainment, you know, like basically it's like gunny porn, right? So this this is kind of what we're looking at is just like super high action, super, you know, like large voltage kind of TV. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be, this is like going to just blow your socks right off. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I, uh, I got a funny little thing. So Rod had talked about it in the, in the last podcast, right? He had talked about the, you know, kind of let the cat out of the bag about the wild TV show that we're producing. So, you know, I think we've had um, just a working title that we've used internally, but we actually haven't named the show. So in the podcast, he had he had kind of put it out to the listeners that if, you know, if anybody had an idea for the show, I mean, hey, send it into info at firearmrights.ca, and that still stands, by the way. And um, we would compile them and go through them, and, you know, maybe we, you guys could help us come up with a name for the show. So the Canadian gun community being absolutely hilarious has sent us some of the funniest show names. You know, some of them obviously aren't, aren't really suitable for um you know for tv that's going to be on before 11 o'clock p.m so (laughs) you know i can share some of them with you because these are obviously not going to uh they're they're not suitable but they're totally hilarious and i love everyone for sending them in so we've got ones like let me see here we've got cocked canucks (laughs) (laughs) oh there's another one down here it's even better oh uh the cocked beavers yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, I'm 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 I compiled a, a post for the directors to kind of go through these, and I've just been entering them in, and that way we can you know put likes as votes on the ones we like and stuff like that. And uh, I put a WTF under the cocked beaver because I was just like, wow, <laughs> like I don't know, but I mean, hey, it shows that we've got uh, we've got you know a sense of humor, so. Yeah, triggered in the north, like things like that. You know? <laughs> I like that one. Uh, uh, me too. We had one guy here, like, honestly, his submission has probably, oh, 20 names here, like half cocked Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Northern Big Bang. Like, I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah, there's a few. I mean, some of them are awesome and I love them, but some of them are just hilarious. So, yeah, we've we've been having uh, having a good laugh. Even the ones that I know we obviously can't pick, I'm putting them in just so that we can all enjoy it together, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty funny. So, we're we're super excited. Um I know a, I had a couple people uh, send in emails or even comment on our post saying, oh, we're so happy Rod and Tracy are going to have a TV show. And I just want to make it super clear. It is not the Rod and Tracy show. So this is going to be a show that's highlighting, um, you know, the, the sport all across the country. To be honest, I am a little more politically involved than I am in this aspect. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I'm, they may sneak a little interview in or something, but this is I'm absolutely not going to be a host on the show. Um, and probably not even a guest on the show, but um, maybe I can contribute some kind of little political interview. Um, I think Rod might have a little um, more of a role. You know, he's kind of more of a production end guy, mm-hmm. especially if he's going to be filming something out west, right? He's out in BC. Um, so I could see him getting a little more involved in that way. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. It, it is not the Rod and Tracy show. Yeah. So when are you yeah. uh, when are you expecting it to air? Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're going to be start. Uh, we're going to start doing some filming. I believe this winter and going into the spring, and I believe it's going to be airing 
um, like next season when the new show will start in the fall. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, we've signed on for a full season. So, you know, it's pretty exciting. There's going to be a lot of material. I, I'm not exactly sure how many episodes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind that of going to be my next broad. question. <laughs> <clears throat> I believe I want to say 13, but mm-hmm. I, maybe I'm wrong. But um, I'll, I'll check with Rod and find out. But um you know, an episode may not just be a one-topic episode either, right? I, I have, uh, you know, some ideas that Rod and I talked about. And, you know, in a in an episode, you can do, like, little segments. Like, today we're going to, you know, go to the, well, I don't know, Colt Factory. And we're going to go here. And we're going to attend a three-gun. And we're going to do this. You can do three or four things in an episode, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, get lots of footage and then pack it into, like, you know, 10 or 12 minute segments of like high energy shows. So, so I would expect that kind of stuff. You're going to, there's going to be a lot in each episode. Like it's just going to be super intense action. It's not going to be one long episode, just concentrating on one topic. So, you know, and then of course we'll have some advertising in there for us, some advertising opportunities for other people as well. And I just think it's a great way to, um, you know, to take our message a little further uh, so, some people are concerned that it's sort of preaching to the choir, right? Because generally the people who are accessing wild TV are in the hunting community. But here's the thing. It, we've got 2.2 million licensed gun owners in Canada, right? The majority of them, hunters are take up a huge portion of that. If if they were actively participating in advocacy, then we'd probably have 2 million members. Well, mm-hmm. we don't. No advocacy organization does. So if you take the percentage of people who are very active, you know, or even just participating by way of a membership in any organization and, you know, take that as a percentage out of uh, gun ownership, you're probably looking about 10%. So I think it's a great way to get the community itself more involved. I think it's a great way to bring um, the other aspects of the shooting sports to the hunting community I mean, you know, they're they're subscribed to the channel. They may not necessarily be doing that to watch the CCFR show, but they're going to have access to that. And maybe they'll be like, hey, you know what? That looks really cool. I'd love to try that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, we, we've all got that dirty name, we call them, you know, kind of like the Elmer guy from the cartoons there. But uh, I think they've just been segregated for so long that it's time to bring us together as one big community. Um, and our voice will be a lot stronger with everyone working together. And then well, just it would be, letting other... Um, it would be interesting, not only the, the hunters, but I think there's a, there's a lot of people out there who own a handgun and don't really do anything with it. They might go to the range once yeah. or twice a year and, and that's kind of it. Um, I, I was in that category for many years. Uh, but once you get into competition, uh, it really brings that forward. You start to get better at shooting because you have to, because <laughs> you want to compete uh, and you start getting a lot more involved in, uh, in things. So I think getting like, like you mentioned there, getting more of those 2 million uh, pal owners out there and the, the very high number of, of restricted owners out there who aren't competing with their gun. Uh, let me tell you, like with, with a pistol, there's not really much you can do going to the range and just shooting paper is, is to me very boring. And, uh, mm-hmm. and shooting IPSC or three gun or some kind of competitive shooting is way more fun. And, uh, I oh, think it, yeah. It, yeah. 
I know that last summer, um, Summer and I actually went on a road trip and we went to Powassan, Ontario, and we went to the three a three gun match there, and it was so much fun, like watching these guys running and gunning, and you know they're they're super competitive. Not everybody is an ace level, like really, mm-hmm. as long as you've got three guns and you can manage them, you can play three gun. But just watching the different, you know, skill levels. Of course, you got you know, like your uh, you know your Dale Barbers that are total total gamers right and then you've got your other guys that are just there to having a great time and um you know you don't necessarily have to be in tip-top physical shape but Mm -hmm. it was just so fun watching these people just going like buck wild with their uh with their gaming and it it was so high energy and i thought wow like and even summer said wow i want to get into three gunning so Mm You know, I think it would be, um, I think it'd be beneficial to let people see that. I mean, of course, how else are they exposed to it other than maybe the odd YouTube video or stuff like that? There's nothing yeah. on national TV that shows kind of the more high, high energy end of our sports. So yeah. maybe, I think you it's know, yeah, some of those guys might just show up, show up to the range, uh, accidentally on a day when, you know, the range is shut down for three gun and they might check it out then. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, some of the guys are like, oh, what is this? What do, what do we got going on over here? So, you know, TV is is a great, um, and Wild TV has an app as well. So it's not just TV. You can you can also uh, subscribe to it via that way too. So that's right. And we'll yeah. make sure, um, you know, before we, before we uh, you know, even come close to launch of the show itself, um, I'll be sure to make a big post. You know, I'll share it on the website and on all the social media, giving everybody the directions and how they can, you know, watch the show either through yeah. cable, the cable network or, um, you know, through the app. So yeah, all that information will be posted because we really want everyone to get out there and enjoy the show and, uh, you know, just get a good look at everything that's going on out there. And I mean, even, you know, we've got youth competitions and, you know, there's just all kinds of fun stuff going on all, all across Canada. Mm-hmm. And people have been sending in awesome ideas about um, show, you know, show ideas or, hey, you guys should check out this competition that's happening, you know, in, in Brandon, Manitoba next August or, you know, and that kind of stuff is great. If you've got some ideas out there that you think would kind of fit in with it, um, you know, by all means, send that in. I'm sure Rod's going to want to do kind of some, um, like, I don't know what you call like uh, gear geek type stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he he loves checking out different products. Like, there's going to be all kinds of information and entertainment on the show. So, there's something for everybody. But if you've got, you know, an idea that you think is really um, outstanding and you want to send in that idea, you can forward it along to info at firearmrights.ca and just put show idea or show name idea or whatever in the um, subject line and send it over. And I'll, I'm compiling all that, and then I'll be forwarding it over to Rod and the producers, and they can go ahead and uh, check it out and start planning out the programming. So it'll be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of work to getting this project, you know, off the ground and then completed, but it's just going to be awesome. And then, of course, we'll be looking at Season 2 after that, right? Mm, so Yeah. Yeah. yeah, lots of stuff going on. Yeah, very exciting. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, beyond the show, uh, one thing that I uh, I read this morning, actually, I, I, I saw it on Facebook and then I, I gave it a read. Uh, there was an article, I think you wrote it. It was the Liberal Midterm Review. It was a review on their gun platform that you posted. Yeah, so I, I deal with public safety quite a bit. And I actually had quite a long meeting with them on, 
like it was Tuesday over the phone, um, just sort of going over some things before the house closes down. Because as everyone knows, the house, well, maybe not everyone knows, but the house rose today for the winter break. And they are not back until the 29th of January. So it doesn't mean they're off work. They're supposed to be in their ridings. So you can always contact your local MP at their constituency office. But I wanted to sort of take a look because... You know, I, 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 I troll around sometimes on CGN and Reddit, and I'll, people send me an awful pile of links, right? Hey, have you heard about this? And they'll send me a link, and it'll be some crazy thing. You know, the liberals are banning all semi-autos as of January 1st. Or, you know, there's new scary legislation coming before the end of the year. Yeah. Um, Doomsday so, profits. You know, Oh, yeah. And a lot of chicken little fundraising. And, I, you know, hey, I understand the whole fundraising game because we're in it, too. Um, but it, to me, it's super important to your integrity to at least be honest. So I thought, you know what? I've got a really good working relationship with public safety. I've been pretty on top of them about their gun platform all along from the beginning. So I thought, you know what? Maybe right here, it's the Christmas break. The house has risen. Obviously, nothing's getting tabled. And uh, I knew that weeks ago, um, that nothing would be tabled before the end of the year as they had originally promised. So I thought, you know what, here's a great time to just sort of have a look because we're also halfway through the um, the, the four-year term, right? So we're halfway through. Where, where do they stand on their platform points? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to check that out, it's on the uh, website. You're going to love the, um, there's a little Clint Eastwood reference in there. Um, I sort of captioned it. We thought we'd take an honest, factual tour of the liberal gun control agenda and where we stand halfway through the term. So let's dissect the 2015 policy points on the firearms file and define the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that's literally what I did. So I started off, um, I went to uh, liberal um, slash real change slash guns dot ca. And that's where you find their platform points. So I mm-hmm. took each point and I just sort of ripped it apart. Like some of it, most of it actually already existed. So it was just sort of, you know, window dressing. Um, some yeah, of it, it was, they've uh, done. It was a really good uh, <clears throat> review of kind of what they had promised in the past and, uh, and, and what they're doing now. So I thought it was, uh, it was really well thought out in that way and really good, like a really good reassurance that, uh, (laughs) you know, as of today, the sky isn't falling as of today. That's right. Um, some of the semi-autos are okay. Yeah. 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 The, uh, uh, you know, they haven't broken many of the promises in there and most of the promises were already kind of in place anyways. So they didn't have to do anything for it to to go through. Yeah, there's been a few things. I know I've been hard on top of them about the, um, you know, when they said enhanced background checks. I thought, okay, okay, let's play ball. So exactly what do you mean by enhanced? And I kept writing to them and asking them to define enhanced background checks. Well, you know, of course, there is no enhanced background check. The background check is the background check, right? Mm -hmm. So now what they've decided is that um, as far as, you know, kind of further checking type thing. Um, Retailers, uh, they're going to look at maybe some legislation demanding that retailers verify the status of the purchaser's purchaser's PAL, right? Or our PAL. So most retailers are doing that now, right? You know, I I don't really consider that an issue. Um, This sort of stems out of, you know, when you read these stories that somebody, you know, kind of did something did something illegal or whatever, but their pal was expired or revoked or whatever. Well, you know, if 
you know, your card's good for five years. So if something's happened in between and your license has been revoked, they don't come knocking at your door and take your card. So, you know, it it sort of goes hand in hand. I mean, I, Mm -hmm. you know, I would never ask for more regulation or anything like that. But I mean, it's a simple verification and usually it's something they can either um, call in um, or law enforcement can just use CPIC, of course, right? So, yeah, so I, I kind of went through um, the policy points and I dissected them and, you know, what's what's been done, what hasn't been done and what's yet to come. And then I sort of gave them just that um, that little rating, whether it was good, bad, ugly or both, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it was a little bit funny, but um, there's a couple little points I had ended, put at the end. Oh, yeah, so what we're going to do, um, there's there's two little extra notes that I did add later in the day, and that was, um, if you take a look at the guns that have been classified non-restricted in the last two years since the Liberals have been in term, it's more than what were classified non-restricted in the previous four. So that sort of makes you wonder, um, is you know, is this sort of evidence that the RCMP lab is moving a little faster? to get new guns um, classified and get them market ready? I don't know, but that's good, right? They have been faster. Yeah, we had a, a yeah. guest on recently here who was commenting on how uh, streamlined it was. It was uh, Maccabi Defense. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's good. That's good, right? I mean, before it's been taking, you know, three, four or five years to get a gun classified. So it does look like there's been some movement there. And I mean, I, you know, we have to give a little bit of credit where it's due. The other thing that's really interesting here, and I'm going to be doing an article on this um, and get it out, I guess, next week, because this is almost time sensitive at this point, is there's been an amnesty in place, um, probably running 12 years now. The Tories continuously renewed it. The um, Liberals had renewed it for one more term, and it ends December 31st, 2017. And basically, a lot of people didn't even know this was in place. But if your license expired, it sort of was a protection against automatically being charged with, you know, possession offenses for not having a, you know, a current license. So that that's ending December 31st, 2017, you know, and, and that's bad because that's sort of protected a lot of people. On the other hand, they did impl- implement the six-month grace period that was a part of C-42 that had never been implemented by the Tories. So they, it, it's like they've sort of swapped it out. So basically... Um, that that's already in place now. It started November 30th. So basically, if your license had expired any time, you know, previously in the past, right up until New Year's Eve, um, you've got until then to get it renewed. So hurry up is the, is the answer. Now, if your license expired as of December 1st going forward, you know, until something changes legislative wise but going forward from right now from December 1st onward when your license expires you do have a six-month grace period now I don't want people to take that the wrong way and think that they don't need to be timely about it because you know we we hear people waiting sometimes months for their renewals Uh, I know I was only 16 days it was awesome but you know still get it in on time but it's not that panic mode right that you know you've got a little bit of a buffer there so, I mean, they didn't have to do that, and I know they actually took a beating with from the anti-gun lobby about that because they really didn't want that. They basically want 
um, you know, they're asking that when a fire, uh, firearms owner's license expires, if they haven't renewed it on time, they want their gun seized and they're, you know, and that's it. You're charged. Well, I mean, these are victimless, you know, paperwork crimes. So, you know, we got to give a little bit of credit there, too. So those are our two side notes that were not part of their policy um, points that I did want to put in there. So, I mean, you know, they've they've said all along they're going to uh, provide us with transparent data driven legislation and we're going to hold them to that. So, you know, lots of work still to do. you know, by all means, I wouldn't consider it uh, that a win, but, you know, we, we haven't come out unscathed, but we're not nearly as bad as a lot of people would lead you to believe that the that the Liberals would have us, you know, in such a terrible spot. And if I, if I believed all of the links that people send me and, hey, Tracy, oh, my God, what about this? Have you heard yeah. about it? Like, come on, man, let's. You know, yeah, it's always a, I, I don't, a I don't, brother of someone or the cousin or this cop yeah, that I, I know. and <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I'm a big fan of just being completely um, out front with these things and just honest and open. Now, it could be that maybe some other, um, you know, people in the community just don't have the access to public safety that we do. And, and that could well be right. I mean. You know, you have an MP whisper something in your ear. Maybe you're thinking, oh, oh, something's going to happen. But we've been able to forge a pretty good relationship with public safety. Um, we've we've sat in a lot of meetings, talked over a lot of legislation. And, you know, there's been even things that they talked about. Hey, what if we did this? And, you know, we're holding up the stop sign. No. <laughs> so, I mean, it is what it is. They, they won the election. They're in power. You can either... Spend your time, you know, bashing them and dragging them through the mud, or you can get at the table, sit down, and hopefully prevent, you know, some some things that would have been catastrophic. And yeah. that's the approach that we took. So, yeah, you know, I think it's working out so far. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. So what else is uh, what else is going on right now? Um, you've got the uh, Gunny Gear Girl uh, calendar that's out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the uh, the Kellys and I actually had a great time on the weekend. We went out to SFRC in Harrowsmith, Ontario, and we had a couple of the Gunny Girls there signing calendars, and we had a blast. Ryan and Marcy are such great hosts, and they gave us a corner of the store, and we set up like an autograph area, and people were taking pictures with the girls, and, you know, we had a great time. I think we all did a bunch of shopping while we were there, too, of course, right? But <laughs> Yeah, of course. Next thing you know, you just hear this big engine starting, and here comes Ryan Harriman around the building with some sort of tank thing, and took us for rides, and we were running over trees, and Oh, that was the same the day? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like... You know, what? what's better than spending a, a day in an awesome kick-ass gun store with all your girlfriends having an awesome time and then hanging out in a tank? So <laughs> Running <yeah>. over trees. <laughs> and running over trees. And we did, too. I think um, New Shooter Canada actually posted a video and uh, they we blasted over a tree. Ryan's driving and I'm up in the turret, right? Mm-hmm. So you just see me in a course. <laughs> like, I'm always like a cartoon like this. You know, I'm all I'm all teeth and laughing and smiling. And next thing you know, Ryan hammers over this pine tree. And this thing's like, I don't know, eight inches across. Like it was a 
pretty substantial tree, you know. I mean, I drive over stuff with my four-wheeler, but not nothing like that. And he knocked that thing over like it was a toothpick. <laughs> and you see, you see me in the turret, and I'm just losing my mind, laughing and squealing. And oh, I was just loving it. And I thought, man, I could really use this uh, to get down to the hill, you know. I can never find parking and, you know. <laughs> I just had visions of like a CCFR flag on it driving up Parliament Hill, but yeah, maybe not. But <laughs> we need some more members yeah, to afford yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I might get in trouble. But uh, I'm always in trouble. But uh, yeah, we um, we had an awesome time, and uh, it was great. Ryan gave uh, everyone who bought a calendar in the store got 15 percent off their purchase. So Kelly deal. and I. Yeah, Kelly and I got smart to this, and we went around and, and kind of said, hey, what well, what are you shopping for today, you know? And there's people buying $1,200 guns. Well, for a $20 calendar, you can get 15% off. That counts when you're making these big purchases, right? So, yeah, it was great. Um, all in all, I think we raised over $700 that day uh, in calendar sales for the women's program. So, that's amazing. Um, and that's, you know, all the funds from this calendar are going to be set aside for women's programming for the upcoming year. Um, you know, we did some lady shoots. Um, we did a, a ladies goose hunt. You know, we're going to look at expanding that program. And of course, like everything, it takes money, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I really have a good feeling with um, Kelly heading up the women's program because I think the key to expanding our community beyond that 2.2 million really is women for two reasons. Because number one, you know, it's it was always kind of a guys thing. Let's go to the range with your buddies, and that's fantastic. But now we've got groups of girls going to the range together, having a great time. You know, whether you go with your boyfriend or not, you can have a girls' day. We've done it, and it's fantastic, right? And the other thing that happens when women go to the range is they bring their kids. So here we are with the next generation of shooters getting to go out, seeing their mom shoot, you know, seeing their grandma shoot. I bring my little grandson to the range, and. This is exactly how we grow the next generation of shooters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I think I think that's sort of an element that's been a little bit ignored. It was like an oddity to have women at the range. And now it's becoming more the norm. So, we're going to continue with that program and just spread it all across the country and watch for lots more on that this year. So, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Um, and then finally, uh, just to, to just to touch on it, we uh, we talked a little bit uh, in a past podcast about Rod's uh, dissection of uh, of Wendy's little interview there. Yeah, um, yeah, that was a that was a decent uh, little takedown piece. It's it's surprising how how many points Wendy makes that are uh, either like just straight up incorrect or like just really really misleading. Well, you know, my favorite part was when she said, I'm not making this up. Automatically, when someone tells you that, they're making it up. Like, yeah. you should, you don't have to defend the truth. The truth is the truth. It just exists, right? So, you know, that that was, um, that little Rod's, Rod's dissection of her interview was another little renegade project. Like, this morning I wrote that, the midterm re- review. I actually didn't even get that approved by anybody. I just thought, hey, this is something that we need to do and I'm going to do it. Well, Rod did that as well with the um, the dissection of Wendy's interview. So, um, it, you know, we talked about it afterwards, and I said, you know what? I think it was awesome. Yeah. Because you know, to get her uh, on the radio for a, um, 
you know, for a live debate would be awesome, right? I, we would we would really like that. But that opportunity um, probably won't happen <laughs> if she's ever heard Rod debate. I, I can't actually see her agreeing to that. But hey, you never know, right? And we're always open to it because you know we're willing to do that. But I think it was it was meaningful because a lot of people who let's say you're just tuning into the show, you know, you're just listening to the radio and she comes on and starts saying the stuff she's saying, especially the stuff that's blatantly untrue. A lot of people don't know it either. So they just automatically, oh yeah, oh right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, assault rifles. Yeah, the sniper rifle. You know, <laughs> and they just go with it, right? Because the, if you tell somebody something and present it as fact, unless they have reason to not believe you, they're going to believe you. And that's what happens, right? That's where she found her success. So I think it, it's important, you know, to kind of point that out. And even just some of the um, ideological, you know, uh, things that she was saying, it, that it's her opinion. It's not fact, right? Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah, a lot of opinions, I mean, a lot of... Uh a lot of stats that are that are conflated as well and uh i mean that's that's what you'd expect from from something like that and i, th I think i'd agree with you that you wouldn't see her and rod uh debating on anything because uh it would make it would make her look totally foolish and uh yeah, yeah. i i can't yeah. see her agreeing to it i mean you know all in all we we don't want to beat her up too bad because we actually we actually would love to pursue that one day, right? Mm -hmm. I, I I would love it, um, but but I'm not sure it's a possibility. Um, but you know, I I think any time that you get to take something and sort of chop it up and insert some truth into it and and explain things to people, it's beneficial because it's you know it can change people's minds. Like I said, if, if they're listening to the radio and somebody is on there presenting themselves as an expert in their field of discussion mm -hmm. and they're presenting information as fact, but it's, it's not true, you don't know any different or you wouldn't even assume anything different. You wouldn't even go and look it up yourself. You accept it, right? Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Oh, the sniper rifle, right. You know, and, yeah. and this is exactly what happens. Is it's a super emotional topic, and you're playing on people's fears, right? Fears mm -hmm. about violence, fears about you know being attacked, or you know. Whereas we all know we're we're not the people doing this. So yeah, yeah, and the, you and know, yeah, risk risk has to come into the discussion as well. It, it totally does. We've got potential. to be realistic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, I, I really like what he did there. Um, I, I know him well enough to know I could tell in his, the tone of his voice. He's a little emotional about it, but, yeah, uh, we all get like that. I know my last radio interview, you could hear it in my voice, too. I was a little exasperated, but, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I also had about seven coffees, so I've got to learn to control <laughs> that. <laughs> but, get all um, cranked yeah, up. Yeah. I told him I really, I really thought that was – that was really good, you know, and he's he's good at splicing splicing in the commentary and that makes it you know, if if you've if you listen to an entire interview and then you listen to the next one and it just rebuts all the points, you sort of forget, you know. I like the way it was Wendy would talk and then Rod would stop it and say, Okay, yeah. let's yeah. let's go over the truth here for a minute. And then he'd continue, let's go to the next point that she said. And then he'd take that apart. And that way you're going piece by piece and you're just literally dismantling her argument and reducing it to zero, right? Mm -hmm. So it yeah. was super effective. And I told him I, I would love, I know it's, you know, we'd love to do everything. We can only do so much. We're only one team. But I would love for him to do more of those. So mm -hmm. 
yeah, we'll see what happens. But I, I thought it was great. And in fact, neither one of us even realized that she was on that interview after him. I listened to it. And uh, when Rod was done talking, I just, you know, closed the link. And then I noticed I had posted it on the like page and I noticed people commenting about Wendy. And I was like, why are they talking about Wendy when it was an interview with Rod? So I went back and I opened the link again and I went to the end of Rod's interview and then I left it play and sure enough, Wendy came on and I was like, oh no, I didn't even know she was on. Rod should have so, just stuck, stuck around for a little bit longer. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it was hilarious because the next day Rod said the same thing. He says, oh, I didn't know she was on either until we listened to it through. And I said, holy, how did we miss that? Uh, and yeah. uh, anyways, of course, uh, yeah, that got them all fired up. But <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, radio that radio show could have had magic. All they had to do is let Rod speak, let Wendy speak, and then have him go at it afterwards. That would have been awesome. You know what? <laughs> the girl doing the interview, the mm-hmm. uh, host, I can't remember her name right now, Jill or something like that. Anyways, the host that was doing the interview actually did a pretty good job herself. Mm-hmm. You know, she she's not she's not uneducated in what she's speaking about, and she was calling Wendy out on some stuff too. Mm-hmm. And you could hear Wendy getting really frustrated, and that's you know when she said, "You know, I'm not making this up." And I thought, actually, yes, you are. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you are. And and Rod verbalized what we were all thinking. <laughs> like oh, we're yeah. listening to it, that. Yeah. Literally, it was just gold. I was listening to it uh, early in the morning, and I was making my coffee, and I was laughing, and the cats were looking at me like I was crazy, and like, woo, yeah, high five in the air. Yeah, oh, awesome. Well, yeah, uh, really yeah, liked- that, yeah. It was it was definitely great. Um, yeah, so uh, thanks for thanks for coming on and uh, and giving us uh, the updates on all those things. It sounds like uh, there's a lot of irons in the fire, and uh, and you guys are doing yeah. a lot of you guys are doing a lot of the uh, changing the hearts and minds that uh, that I think we need to do for uh, for the gun community and for the community as a whole in Canada here. Well, thanks. I really appreciate the support. Uh, Slamfire has always been a great partner, so so I appreciate that. And uh, thanks a lot for having me on. Anytime you guys are. Looking for someone, you know where to find me. Awesome. Thanks, Tracy. Okay, thanks a lot, guys. Well, thanks again to Tracy Wilson from the CCFR for coming on. That was uh, a really great update. Uh, Why don't we go on to listener feedback? So one of the things that we're going to be doing, is it next show or the one after? No, it's next one. Next show. Next Next show, we're going to be reading your Christmas wish lists. So uh, if you would like to share what you're looking at buying uh, for the next uh, for the Christmas season here, I don't think I can uh, afford anything right now. <laughs> All my money is tied up in Savage Axes right now. <laughs> but yeah. uh, email the show or post on our uh, Facebook uh, what you're looking at buying for this upcoming uh, Christmas season. And, uh, and no, no, love no. To. What's that? It's what Santa, you want Santa to bring you. Oh, I misunderstood. And I've done this twice before, and I still didn't do it right. So th- <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> What's Santa? What you want Santa to bring you, of course. Okay, yes, what you want Santa to bring you. <laughs> awesome. And then he'll decide, because yes. a lot of our listeners are pretty naughty. They're not getting nothing. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, listener feedback. We've got one email from... Uh, actually, this was on uh, Gun Owners of Canada. Uh, Fusilier was responding to one of our uh, episodes that we posted over there. Uh, he was saying, I'm getting back into the podcast after a couple of months off. On this one, Trevor mentioned that he has two dehumidifiers running all the time and that he empties them every day. Do a Google search for condensate pump. 
I have one uh, uh, for each of my two dehumidifiers, and they are plumbed into my basement laundry tub using clear plastic tubing. I haven't emptied either dehumidifier in more than five years. The dehumidifiers empty into the condensate pump tanks, which pumps the tanks, uh, pumps the water when needed to the laundry tub. All automated and worry-free. Note, make sure the ends of the tubes in the tub are secured because if they fall out, the system will happily continue to pump water onto the floor forever. <laughs> that sounds like uh, it, it comes from a place of uh, experience. <laughs> yeah, but that's, uh, that's a good point. Um, yeah, heck with emptying stuff all the time. Just make it empty itself. Automation, make the robots do it. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, the other problem is that Trevor's area is on the second floor of the building where his laundry tubs are on in the basement so i don't know would it work uh i don't know i mean it's a pump just uh pump it out the window <laughs> pump it into the toilet i don't know <laughs> pump it somewhere i don't have these problems i'm in alberta it's dry as heck out here <laughs> i've got i've got a silica bag in my safe that i've never had to recharge because it's just good enough uh, between the days, some days are uh, are nice and dry, and some of them are a little bit humid, and that thing just balances it out. But uh, if you want to email the show and tell us about your dehumidifier techniques, uh, email us at slamfireradio at gmail dot com. Uh, onto iTunes reviews, we have one here from Rodro the Ultimate. Uh, this is from the Canada store. Uh, the ratings is five stars. Title: Love the show. Review: Hey Kelly, Trevor, Matt, and Bay Driel, with which is like B A E. Keep up the good work. I like to think that's because I'm his Bay. I think that's uh, that's what we're going for here, right? <laughs> his Bay. Yeah. yeah, I'm his Bay. I don't know who you are, Rodro, but uh, I will take that as a compliment. Uh, if you'd like to leave us a review, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes or uh, Stitcher or any of the other podcasting things where you can, uh, generally when you leave us a review, it makes it easier for other people to find the show. And, uh, there's not really a lot of Canadian gun podcasts out there. So, uh, it really helps, uh, it really helps people find the show and find these, uh, these great Canadian shows that are, that are kind of a diamond in the rough. Uh, thank you to everyone who already has uh, given us a review, uh, shout outs. I have one. Okay. I have one for Tracy Wilson for coming out, uh, well, coming on tonight, actually. And also for coming out to the calendar signing and bringing her whole crew with her. So she brought Greg, Summer, and Colin with her. You guys um, should you should give a shout out to the guy who brought the tank out. <laughs> yeah, the APC. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be Ryan. And yeah, he's a pretty good guy, too. So. Man, we need gun shop owners like that in, in Edmonton here that take their tanks out and... I guess I, you know what? If if I got to ride around in a tank and run over trees, I'd put on some some sexy clothes and do a photo shoot, <laughs> <laughs> and sign some autographs. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I can just see no. the image. Oh, it's no. probably it's probably not the right move for fundraising. So maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, it, it depends on who you're trying to. Yeah. Never. <laughs> Well, Rodro, Rodro, Rodro might well, you know get my signature? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm his bae. You're his bae. <laughs> All right, let's go on here. 
uh, Patreon. There's uh, so if if you sign up to Patreon, you get access to special shows that we do. Uh, we send out patches, and we are looking at doing some T-shirts and other kind of swag as well for people who have been Patreons for a while. So uh, we're going to get that rolling. If you want more information, head up slamfireradio.com, and you'll see a link there somewhere. It's kind of orange, red. I'm not good with colors, so it's somewhere in there, and it says Patreon on it. Uh, finally, please join one or more of our national firearms associations, such as the CCFR, the CSSA. It's important to support the, us. Uh, it's important that <laughs> they get support so that they can support us. Uh, they're out there getting TV shows going and trying to really change public opinion, and that's going to do a lot for us uh, and, and for our rights. Check us out on Gunners of Canada. We've got a forum over there where you can uh, comment on the shows that we post. And like us on Facebook, we've got uh, a Facebook page that you can check out where there's also a uh, conversation on the shows and where sometimes I post pictures of my cat and guns and that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, anything, anything to uh, close us out, Kelly? Yeah, I apologize, Trevor. I know that you're screaming at your, your phone right now saying, uh, that quality of sound. But anyways, and I apologize to everybody as well. Uh, maybe by next week I'll have to figure it out. Yeah, well, you came on, Kelly, and that's more than Trevor can say or Matthew can say or Brian can say. That's true. Still still put in an A for effort. <laughs> and Brian, I hope that you get over the man cold soon. Ah, oh, man cold. Such a bad excuse. Mm. Just yeah. fuck up. Just. I think he's dying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those colds can uh, yeah can kill you when you're you know a healthy adult. <laughs> Anyways, enough talk about colds. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night. So, if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail dot com. Now, go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over. It's time to get a gun